Welcome, everybody, to Bottom Line IT on the Michigan Business Network. I am Mike Maddox, your host. I'm so glad that you've chosen to spend part of your day with us. We talk on this show about creative ways that businesses are using technology to do more business, be more efficient, provide benefits for society. We're not really interested in the techno babble or the bits and bytes. We're more interested in the application of technology into business. I'm really excited about having my guest this week on the program, Chris Knapp. Chris is somebody I've known for a long time, you know, in the Lansing area in many different roles and had admiration for his business acumen and the things that he's done in the government sector and other places. Chris, welcome to the program. Hey, Mike. It's nice to be on the show and thanks for having me. Well, I'm really excited, Chris, to talk to you about what you're doing. Um, Before we get into what you're doing with technology that is truly transformative, I want to first give you a chance, just introduce what your business, NAP Strategic Projects and Consulting does, and also Accessiversity, um, which is something that we'll get into in much more detail. Sure. Well, NAP Strategic is a full-service consulting business that I started up in 2018 after leaving the governor, uh, government sector and focusing mostly on workforce development. Um, and then the following year in 2019 is when I launched my accessibility, accessibility and usability testing and learning service. Okay. And uh, what do you, what's your focus with NAP Strategic Projects? Is it um, a, a specific niche of consulting, a specific client size? What are you uh, what are you mainly focused on there? Well, mostly what I did is I basically took all the stuff that I'd done over my 15-plus year professional career, uh, most of which, again, is in workforce development and kind of add up under an umbrella of business consulting. Uh, So it's everything from organizational development to project management to grant writing, um, those types of services, things that I've, uh, you know, gained experience with over the years. Sure. So, uh, you know, I would imagine that that's applicable to various industries. It could be any industry and it could also be um, really different, all kinds of different sizes of clients as well. Definitely uh, a lot, you know, of... uh, you know, businesses that are focusing on talent recruitment, talent development, talent retention. Uh, I've helped you know, in terms of developing and implementing programs that can assist an organization with, you know, trying to access new sources of talent, uh, really look at better ways of, of addressing those workforce issues. Um, it- Awesome. And when we get into Accessiversity, what a great name that is, by the way. Um, You talked about when you launched that. Um, Tell us why you launched that and what it is. We originally decided to launch it uh, because it's something that, you know, we discovered there's a need for this type of a service, which is really a new added service that is focused on the accessibility experience of individuals with disabilities. Um, you know, we live in a, in a world that's more and more, you know, digital. And uh, for individuals with disabilities who oftentimes are using assistive technology to access digital content, it's important that, you know, those websites and systems are accessible to them. So the idea was that, 
you know, can we take individuals with disabilities and actually have them be the ones performing this testing to help kind of fill in the blanks in terms of all technical requirements that need to happen to make that content accessible, but really with a focus on approaching it from a user experience perspective. So, and how is it done, you know, it, it well, first of all, let me step back a minute, because when we talk about accessibility to technology, um, it covers a range of disabilities, right? So it might be sight impaired, it might be hearing impaired. Um, you know, can you can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, it, it does cover the entire spectrum. Uh, and, you know, uh, with websites, for instance, you know, a lot of that, because it is a visual medium, is related to you know, looking at issues affected, uh, you know, or impacting individuals with uh, blindness or visual impairment. But, um, you know, there's things like video and the need for captioning and transcription for individuals who are deaf and hard of hearing uh, to uh, motion-related things that actually create uh, problems for individuals who have different types of seizures. Uh, neurological disorders, uh, to even just general like learning disabilities, um, that you know dyslexia, uh, you know, those types, those types of of uh, disabilities. So it really spans that entire spectrum. Uh, but obviously, my uh, kind of slant on all this is is primarily visual because of my disability and being someone that you know uh, through my most of my entire uh, adult life had to deal with a visual impairment yeah visual impairment yeah um and you know it, it, i love the fact that it covers the gamut and it it um you know speak i have a daughter who is dyslexic and it's uh, you know even at that it, with that disability um it creates unique challenges i mean it's in the in the typical way that media is produced um whether it be a website or even textbooks or whatever is not set up for people with even that disability, let alone somebody with blindness or somebody, you know, if it's an audio production with, with a hearing impairment, and it's incredibly frustrating. And we'll get into that after the break. We're up on a commercial break, so stay with us. We'll be right back. You are listening to Michigan Business Network. This is Bottom Line IT. 